earlier I asked Rob, do you think the woman at the beginning of the Tales of the Unexpected, uh, the dancer bit, the da- you know, the dancer. Yeah. In fact, she's at the end in as well. Yeah. Do you think, yeah, and it's yeah, just yeah. A, you know what it is, it's a silhouette woman. Yeah. Was she Starkers when that was filmed? You wouldn't be able to tell because she, it's a silhouette. So was she or not? Well, I have always sort of liked to think so because I was, I was really, I was quite young when I used to watch these and in my mind, she was, yeah. Well, in my mind, she was, because I like nudity too. And also, <laughs> this episode that we've watched just now is called Buzz and Buzz Friends. Buzz and Friends. Yeah. Or Buzz and Buddies, Buzz, Buzz and Friends, whichever. But it's that, uh, I always, because it's spelled Bossom for a start, which yeah. I don't like, or Bosom. Yeah. Anyway, Bosom. I'll tell you what's on that, with that word, what's strange. In the Brimful of Ashes song, it says everybody needs a bosom for a pillow. That's right. What's well, I'm guessing rest a, rest their head on some boobs. It's a strange thing to say. Well, it? I thought that bosom buddies, like I was young, bosom buddies for me was definitely two girls with their tops off, just touching their each like tits, just oh. rubbing against each other. Well, happily, that's not what happens in this episode. No, because they're a bit aged, and that's not, not my not, thing. Not There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Just not my thing. Not, not your Right, okay. Anyway, was she was she was she, was she Starkers or not? No. Uh, what was it then? She a really was, good leotard. She was covered in a thick layer of grease paint and wearing a body stocking. No. Swap they track. don't need to. They just. Why did they do that? They don't need to do that. You don't think you need both, would you? Yeah. yeah. Just it's a silhouette. <laughs> well, that's from that's um, those two, doesn't it? IMDb. That's right, okay, well, so that, it's, yeah. it's probably true. Still could be conjecture, though. And actually, uh, they did do that with uh, the woman from the Goldfinger that was covered in gold paint. Yeah. Tit to toe. What about Tit to toe. <laughs> what about <laughs> her? She had gold paint all over her. Yeah. And there is who did, a. Who did that? What do you mean they did that? The woman who was. She was in Goldfinger. Yeah. And she was one of the deaths. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she just died. Tilly Sanderson or something. Yeah, yeah, she was covered in gold paint. And there is a myth that she had to have a little bit on the back that wasn't well, that's what to says. allow the uh, skin to breathe. That's what it says, the man in the film says. To allow the film yeah. to the skin to breathe. I don't think, it, I think it's nonsense. I think that the skin can breathe perfectly on its own. How long would it take you to uh, to die like that? And well, would, like, not, not seconds. And, you know, you wouldn't just be lying like asleep, would you? Because Struggling. Like... <laughs> that, last, that last bit of pain goes on, and you go and get up. If you've let, oh, unless you were, like, doused like a sheep dip. Yeah, I don't think... But then you'd have seen that, wouldn't mm-hmm. you? Because they've had to wheel sheep dip in. Or hey, talking about, like, leotard-type things, mm. which I mentioned rather than we were talking about. Yeah, yeah. Tenuous. Very Do you remember um, Mad Lizzie and her precursor? The Green Goddess. I remember the Green Goddess. Yeah. I don't remember my shake business. it out, shake it out. That's what she used to, do, that we used to keep fit in the morning. And uh, for absolutely no reason. There's, there is. When you look back, I mean, it was around this time. First of all, when Mad Lizzie was out, and the Green Goddess. But here's, here's some news. Here's a little bit of chat on the couch. Here's you keep fit. It's, <laughs> it's not, isn't it? Think about it. And Mr. Motivator, he was, he was uh, later on. Right. But think right now in the. Late in 1966, Disney World opened. So I think 1959 onwards-ish, Disneyland in California opened. But that was the start of the American dream, right? That was where anything's possible. 
Uh, right? Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. We were in the 80s thinking, we're still experimenting with stuff. We don't know what's going on. All we know is we had to be like very stale and normal. You know, it's, we wouldn't... We, what, Everybody, here's your news, here's a little bit of casual chat on the couch, here's some keep fit. Whereas Disney World will go in, there's a fucking castle, have a walk, go on some rides, stuff like this. Meet, we meet, were, meet Mickey Mouse. I'm not even kidding. England have got it wrong. The, we, the rest of the world seem to be all right, but we've always been like that, haven't we? We're never the first, we might be the first to invent it, but we're never the first to utilise it. The internet, for example. Yeah. Built it, she couldn't be honest to fucking use it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> what do we talk about today? Well, we're talking about bosom friends. Oh, girls touching tits. No, it isn't. Okay, <laughs> but we should have some intro music, so let's do that and then find out what girls touching tits was all about. <laughs> it's the tale. About the tales of the internet, of the of the tales of the unexpected tales podcast. What's the date on this one? The date on this one is the fifth of July, nineteen eighty-one. Wow, we're only moving up like in four seasons of the tales of the unexpected. We've only moved on three years, two yeah. years. It's not yeah. not not far, not, is it? Yeah. Um, anyway, right. This one starts again. We know that it's uh, English because it's a shit old house. <laughs> right? there's, there's no posh about it, is there? No, it's a, it's a B&B, a bit in the style of... Uh, is it a B&B or is it a, no, like a tenement building? Sort of flat. flat it it looks a bit like a B&B. Tell you what it reminds <clears throat> me of. Uh, Those two. Tim and Daisy from Space. Oh, I was that, thinking and, Murder Incorporated. Oh, well, there is that. Yeah, that but the uh, room was definitely a bit bigger than theirs. Yeah. I, however, no, I was thinking... Tip from space, Tim and Daisy, yeah. but uh, they've they've got a. I can't remember why. <laughs> Actually, their first episode, when they think if we pretend that we're married and together, yeah. we'll get this. But actually, it's revealed later on in the series, in fact, season two, that they didn't need to go through that at all. Yeah, because it was just an error. Yeah, on the yeah part that's of the right. Yeah. And, yeah. Who, who is Ricky Gervais? Isn't yeah, it? that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so. Uh, yeah, that's what it reminded me of. That right. it was there would be maybe three or four different people in that situation, in that house, in that house, a, a yeah. big house. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I tell you what, rising damp, Rigsby. Yeah. Miss Jones, my God. <laughs> uh, now, um, so it's basically she's got it's a it's this woman. Now she's you recognise her voice from yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Do you um, know what it is? Because first of all, that'd be worthwhile for me to work out. Well, she's she's called Joan Greenwood. Yeah. And uh, uh, her husky voice and slow, precise elocution is apparently her trademark. And she can best be remembered for starring in Kind Hearts and Coronets. No, she's not best remembered for that, that's well, for sure. Well, it sounds a bit like um, Felicity Kendall, I think. There is a bit of that. That is kind of like a, a bit of scratchy. Yeah, um, and it also sounds a bit like this woman called Penella Fielding, who's in um, Carry On um, Screaming. Oh, well, I don't know that. Uh, I, mean, I, I think I've probably seen it, but, I'm sure. but this woman has a, has a voice that I'm sure is something that even now, she's in, she, I don't know if she's dead now, but she was in something, let's say in the last 20 years, uh, that 
th- that voice is like really, really like can we just do an IMD what's her name again Joan Greenwood I'll do it now Joan Greenwood okay she was born in 1949 and no she wasn't she was born in 1921 yeah why, why was I saying that that's, the, that's when a film kind of oh, alright okay so uh, oh that's what I've seen her in she was in uh, an Agatha Christie Ah, of which I'll, oh, you like uh, which uh, I'll have seen it. Yeah. yeah, she was also in Girls on Top, which is uh, which was that Dawn French, yeah. Jennifer Saunders, and Ruby Wax was in it. Dawn French, Jennifer Saunders, Your Four, Your Four, yeah. Tracy Ullman, Trace, yeah. Was it Tracy Ullman? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Friend of mine went to see that being uh, really oh, in the thing. Yeah. Uh, she was also in Triangle, and with somebody else was in Triangle in one of these. Um, oh, well, uh, K- Kate O'Mara. We talked about Kate O'Mara and Larry Lamb uh, with Triangle. Uh, yeah, that was it. Yeah, that was, was it. Was... And she was also in The Hound of the Baskervilles, which, I, again, I would have definitely watched. And I wonder if this is, this is the Hammer version. Let's have a look. It... Oh, no! Isn't this interesting? Wow. I don't think I've seen this. The, the Hound oh, of the Baskervilles that she was in... With Pete and Dud. With Pete and Dud, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, awesome. Right, I'll keep that page open because it'll remind me to download it later. Right, anyway, that's who she is and she's got a great voice. That's who is the one of the stars of the show. Now, we go into her... It's her house to begin with. Uh, uh, her flat. flat. Yeah. She's not the owner. She is renting. Yeah. And a landman... What's his name? Landlord comes in. That's... Demands to come in by knocking on the door lots of times. That's Mr Deacon. Yeah, right. Joey Deacon. And he's he's played by... And I really like this name. I think it's a it's a, an amusing name, Nat Jackley. Yeah, that is nice, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and uh, Jack Natley. I like that. That, that would make more sense, yeah. really. But the uh, what it says here about him is he's uh, an English comic actor starring in variety film and pantomime from the nineteen twenties, whose trademark rubber neck dance. He was in the twenties. Yeah. Well, that would. How old was he in the 20s? I don't know. Well, if he was like 16 or 17, that would make him nearly 100 in this. <laughs> that can't be right. It's <laughs> can't be right. It's got to be. Well, how, how old was he performing? Honestly, because if he was 10 in pantomimes in the 1920s, in 1980 he would be 90. He was, definitely wasn't 90. He was born in 1909. So in the 20s. Yeah. Mind you, it could have been 1929 and he's still in the 20s. Yeah, that's true. The yeah. Roaring Twenties, was that what they were called? Yeah, I think that was in America, yeah. though, by the way. Oh, I don't know. I Probably any, imagined that. Again, better than our 20s, that's for sure. Well, yeah. Although, yeah. although with Agatha Christie and stuff, that was a good... Well, that was the rich. The thing about the 1920s that we never see really on telly is the racism and slavery. But carry on, Rob. I, Right, okay. <laughs> well, I was just... <laughs> I was just uh, entranced by the idea that he had a trademark rubberneck dance. Because I can't imagine what a rubberneck dance is. Has he got a clip on YouTube? I don't know. From the 1920s? <laughs> we're, we'll have to have a look. Yeah. But, uh... Anyway, well, he, he demands to come in by knocking on the door <laughs> and really, uh, that's the message that comes across, let me in. You old that hag. It's, it's often the message yeah. when you have somebody knocking on the door. <laughs> That's right. In, it's the clue, it? isn't it? It's a big <laughs> clue. So he says, let me in, you old hag. And she says, I'm not decent. And he says, well, let me in even more now. 
He doesn't really. He doesn't say any of that, does he? He basically says, "Let me in." And she, and he and she comes. He comes in, and uh, it turns out that she's not been paying him the rent. She's not been paying the rent, and he's come to collect money from the meter. Uh, and of course, of course, it's going obviously in the meter, but he's not paying rent. So you know she can get money. It's just that she's choosing not to do something. So someone's up. Right. He calls her. I uh, say he he basically calls her out, and then she calls him back by saying that if he throws her out, then she's going to report him for uh, the fire the escape. Yeah, it's an unsafe building. Yeah. So he goes, "You old witch." I mean, she doesn't. How she does it. She's quite sly in how she makes her threats, mm. isn't she? They're sort of roundabout. Yeah, so they're not like straight out ones. She says, "Oh, I passed the housing uh, offices uh, on my way here and there." And yeah, it's snidey, know. like it's a drop. It's a hint, subtle enough to say, "Oh, but you know, I don't need to do anything about it." But yeah. uh, of course, if I had to, then yeah. I know what I need to do. Yeah. I I didn't know that he was emptying the meter, and I I think. It, I probably ought to admit, because there may be other things like this, I didn't have my glasses on when I watched this. Right. We'd got sat down. Yes, we had. We'd got it all going. Yeah. I realised I'd not got my glasses. I'd left them upstairs. Thought, so I thought, it. bugger it all. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll do my best. So there are times when I didn't know who was talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was talking at yeah. this point. And, yeah, he was emptying the meter. Right. And it's like one of those uh, on-the-wall sort of things. She'd have put money in, fire had gone on for two minutes, and then yeah. they'd have had to put another tanner in. We, we put had a tanner a, in the box. We had uh, a gas meter when I was really? little, when I was little, yeah. And you, yeah, you, you used to put, well, I don't know what they were. I don't know whether they were half crowns or something. In Tanners, farthing, shilling. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> maybe it'd be shilling, put a shilling in the meter, that's what I'm saying. And then, then you had to turn the dial and it sort of. Dropped, dropped away. That's it was, right. It really and right. out of the bottom, a little egg with a toy inside. <laughs> now, basically, the the next scene here is a woman who is not the same woman we've just seen. Yeah. Who is, let's call them by their proper names. Right. right. We don't know this right now, but this is what they are. The original woman who's the old Emma. witch is Emma. And the woman who is Nell. The wo- yeah, so Nell has just turned up to her house. It's pouring down with rain. She opens up the door. She runs inside and she the, she's kind of like a bit pissed off. Because it's wet, she's already wet. But then she looks up, house is leaking. Right. Because I found that, well, I didn't. I know one problem is I didn't have my glasses on. But the other thing was, there are lots and lots of cuts. In oh, this. it was ridiculous. You know what? Not just that, but thinking, is this like a day in the future? Three yeah. days, a week, two weeks? Yeah. It, you, I'll do my best because I have tried to keep a track of that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you're right. There's you, loads you, of scenes. You'd hear a couple of sentences... Next scene, yeah, and, so and that will be further in the future. I didn't even know where the damp where the damp roof was. I, th- I, didn't, yeah. I couldn't tell whether that was Nell's or Emma's because of the the way that the film this, this right. One. So this the, the damp was in, or rather the, the leak was in Emma's right. uh, Nell's. Sorry, but what's interesting is she obviously has that fixed before the rest of the story progresses. Yeah, because it's not still Because it's not, it doesn't happen later on. Anyway, there but we go. There's, a, there's another cut now to a pub. Yeah, we're we're in a pub with uh, Emma yeah. at the bar, long cigarette on go, she hasn't flicked it yet, it's a big old dirty ash on it. Drinking, drinking double gins. Double gins, and she finishes one, she asks the bar person for another. At the other side of the bar is old... Uh, Nat Jackley. Nat Jack, Jack Natley. Yeah. And he is drinking his beer, obviously pissed off, 
that she's spending all money on booze. <laughs> yeah. And he's not getting paid, and yet he can't do anything about it. She's got him over a... Barrel. A barrel. Well, you see, now this this explains a bit that uh, I couldn't... Because I didn't have my glasses on, I didn't know who the bloke was. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Just thinking, it could be anybody. Yeah, and I'm thinking, why is he looking at her like that? <laughs> well, it was Jack Natley. Right. And he was pissed off. Right, that right. Was, that she's spending money that he isn't getting... Do you think? Do you think that she's been an actress in in her day? Does it, mm. does it say? I, I mean, I, I definitely got that feeling. Well, let me do it now, right? Uh, in fact, no, I'll come back to right, it later. Okay. But there, there might be a clue to that, right? And I'll I'll come back to it. Right, I, okay. I don't know if it's a definite, but it's a, it's a clue, right? Anyway, so now back to Nell, who is uh, she's making tea. She's in a cold house, and she got this. She's got this letter. Yeah. So she decides to sit down and eat this. Eat this. No, no she's been reading the letter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then it says, "Dear Nell," uh, and it's being um, read out by uh, Emma, on scratchy voice, it? which yeah. is how they have to do it in, uh, yeah. in films, isn't it? Because they can't see the words happening. Yeah. So you have to have the author re- yeah. reading it, which is is quite strange, isn't it? Yeah, it is because it's... also I might be reading it different to the way that she's saying it. You know, there's yeah. no tone of voice. And, and yeah, if you were reading it in your head, if you hear any voice reading it, it's your own voice. It's your own voice. So yeah. It's, it's, it's your strange. perspective. That yeah. you, you've got to do it. You can't read it in their voice. You can't. It's like, and I don't know whether I've mentioned this before on podcast, I think I might have, but it's like the film convention with binoculars. Where you see through two, uh, like... Yeah, but like, it's not like a bat shape. Yeah, thing, but where you do, really you just you see one round. It's because it's one because yeah. your eyes are doing the same as they do in real life. Yeah, yeah. It, it's never showed as a, as a circle. It's always like yeah. a bat thing, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's, it's wrong. And, and as we've said, I think this we mentioned this back in uh, that man who killed his wives. Whoa, that, that didn't narrow it down. The antiques guy. Yeah, is that the wonderful world of Mister. Ripley. Or something like that. Anyway, basically what we were saying was that you take a photograph in a film and your camera is pointing to a bunch of people. The photograph that is being taken and it goes and it should overlay the screen then should be us looking at the camera or the people looking at the camera. Yeah. But quite often we just see the shot of the of them looking to the side of the cat. Oh, it's difficult to explain. You yeah. have to see it's bullshit yeah. though. Anyway, right next. Um, the well, basically, after on uh, account of this letter being read, she rings. She rings up. She rings up. And I the, did notice yes. that it was not Jackley who answers the telephone. He did. Yes, I worked it out rather than saw him. So Nell has rang up Emma at the uh, apartment um, buildings yeah. flats. Right. Yeah. On and, a public telephone. And as we as we say. The, they are like rising damp, aren't they? Yes, that's that's it. so Rigsby answers the phone and says, I get your ass down here, it's a telephone call for you. Which surprises uh, Nell because Emma's told her that she's living in a private hotel. Yeah, private hotel. So she's like, oh, well, that must be the caretaker, I guess. Yeah. You see, my auntie, she always used to say to me that uh, when she retired, she'd want to live in a private hotel. But I don't know what a private... What's the difference? What's a private hotel? And, and, and oh, I don't know. Uh, what's the difference? Yeah, I mean... Maybe they just don't have them anymore. 
Mm. Like public hotels, private hotels. I've never uh, understood the difference. Is a private hotel somewhere where the residency might be a bit longer? Mm. I mean, that's just renting a flat, isn't it, then? Yeah, in Faulty Towers, the mage's there. And, uh, and, the, and the two ladies. Yeah, but uh, that's not private, is it? No, yeah, that's it. semi-private. Hey, with those, you see, I always tried to wonder why they were in every episode. Yeah. And with those, I got the idea, you know where people go to the same holiday destination twice, but not just that, they go to the same hotel. Yeah, yeah. I think that that's what they're doing, is that we're not seeing last week's episode of Faulty Towers that followed what happened the weekend before. But we're just seeing, like, let's say that they were there for two years. We're just seeing a moment in time. It just so happens that all these characters were staying there as these events were unfolding. So they all came back every week? Not every week, no, but we were being told a story. Let's say the Major was there every Whitsuntide holiday. Yeah. And so that's when we, we, we saw two episodes from that week. Yeah. And then summer holiday, and then one at Christmas oh, or something yeah. like that. That's what I was I'm thinking, thinking that they only filmed it at Whitsuntide because I think it took a well, just like a week long where all that calamity happened. If you, well, if you were filming one every year, no, not just Whitsuntide, but summer holidays. Mm. All these both people, they can, they're, they're not going to school, they don't need to worry about bank holidays and stuff like that. Mm. So they're there in their own time, right? Right, um, I tell you what, I, I, because uh, it, it's from a long time ago when I, when I was young. I bought uh, the LP of uh, Faulty Towers. It's funny you should say that. I saw the audio CD right. in, a, in a shop yesterday. But at one time, that's all you could get. You couldn't yeah. get videotapes, didn't exist. Yeah. I mean, this was the TV series, yeah. but just um, on the CD. Yeah. And you said this. That's what I had. Actually, do you remember in Doncaster, there was, a, there was kind of a cafe, night cafe sort of thing called Central Park. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, great. Uh, and then I think it was the first Wednesday of every month they have a jazz band in, oh, which yeah. was great. Anyway, but Central Park was a good hangout. In, yeah, in yeah. good food as well. Great food, and on hot days it opened all the doors. Yeah, yeah. So you could, and actually it wasn't in next to Park Lane. It was. Yes, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, but that, when you go into the toilets. Downstairs. Downstairs. You, they used to play pipe through the audio of the jazz band. No, Faulty Towers. Oh, yeah, and it was weird because that was the first time I remember in my recollection that toilets were being like the audio was being used for something fun. Like in, I think it's either Frankie and Benny's or something like that. They put How to Speak Italian. Yeah, Frankie and Benny's. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. this was before Frankie and Benny's came over to this country. I'm pretty right. certain of that. Right. But if you go into toilets now, you get pop music and stuff like that. But Faulty Towers being piped through, great. Yeah, that is great fun. That, yeah. How to speak Italian, great fun. Yeah. Anyway, we digressed. <laughs> we did, didn't we? We do. We do, and we did, and we will. Right, so now, she's on this phone. Here's the point I was going to make earlier. Right, right. Okay. So back to you. Yeah. When she answers the phone, on the posters, which you won't have been able to see, because no. you're blind... <laughs> On the posters were old acts. So was it was not exactly the rubberneck dancer. <laughs> <laughs> no, could have been because I didn't see them all. Right. I mean, if you pause them, you'll be able to see them. But right. there was on one poster headlining Russ Abbott, <laughs> supported by the Crankies and somebody else. But the camera moved away. Right. Uh, she walks to the phone. Uh, another poster, Rod Hull and Emu. <laughs> now I'm thinking. And this is the clue. 
if this set of apartments is in the city in London, yeah, and it's like say near or in about Tottenham Court Road near the West End, yeah, then there is a good chance that these posters will just end up there to get people interested. But it also might explain that she was once part of that community yeah. and knew this place existed and, and so, often stayed there. Perhaps it's a place for rundown on uh, So she might have been, the, the story might have been, because she is quite theatrical in her delivery, isn't she? Yeah. Whether that's her character or the actress. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, that's that was my thought. I, I used to like Rod Hull. Um, well, apart from the... What, grabbing young boys by the jaffers? <laughs> do, you, do you think? I don't know whether he did it to young boys. I know he did it to Parky. He did it to Parky. He did it to all sorts. See, that's one of those things where he could do that with his hand. Get away with it. Because, <laughs> because he had a beak on it. But you yeah. wouldn't be able to do it. Can you imagine if yeah. you were just talking to somebody? And then just grab somebody by the jaffers. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what interests me is what did the woman who played the witch really look like with all that shit on her face? Oh. What can you do some interneting? Yeah, what does everyone she remember? Called? She was she called, called like witch, witch, grot bags. Right. There's somebody at the door. There's somebody because this was uh, Rod Hull, of course. He had that emu cretin. And did he have another one? No, he just had emu. So it was the other one. It was Keith Harris who used to have the other one. Oh, the monkey. Oh, yeah. I ate that duck. Yeah, I ate that duck. I ate that duck. I, and I, that did, monkey. I did agree with Cuddles the monkey. Cuddles the monkey. Yeah. Well, no, Cuddles was the duck. No, Orville. Orville, Come you're on. right. You're right. Come on, man. So what was uh, Grot gr- Bags in real life? Right, well. Carolee Scott. Get yeah. her on this page. Official MySpace. What are you doing on MySpace? This is Carolee Scott. Carolee Scott's got MySpace. Can you even believe it? Oh, I wonder if she's listening to this. Can't you just type in instead of doing clicks? Can't you just use your fingers and click? What was her name? Carol Lee Scott. Right. <laughs> oh, she's died. She won't be able to. Right. Okay. Well, that's that. I'm, I feel that it's not so awkward anymore. Right. <laughs> but I mean, it's a tr- it's tragic that she's died. It is tragic she's died, and that's what she looked like when she'd have appeared on, let's say, the Generation Game or something. Yeah. Like that, uh, which she would have done. Um, so what's interesting is that when you look on the particular page that she was featured on it was children's tv shows with links to birmingham <laughs> <laughs> which is interesting because that's uh miss popoff from rent a ghost oh which who, who was in cora who was what was her name cora she's in audrey yeah i don't know <laughs> i mean no, it's audrey. i don't know audrey. i was just yeah. saying yeah. Does this ha- no wait there when this comes out this won't be the official storyline so uh, assuming i'll give nothing away here but i watched an episode of something i was watching youtube and then I flicked back to normal telly, and it was on the last channel that I'd been watching from the day before. Uh-huh. So it was Channel 4. I don't know, I was watching Escape to the Country or something like that. Right. Uh, another no purchase, by the way. <laughs> but um, there you have, you've got uh, an episode of Hollyoaks. Now, I didn't instantly know it was Hollyoaks, because I don't know anybody in Hollyoaks. But yeah. I pressed, like, information, it said Hollyoaks. Oh. Here's the here's what I was treated to: uh, a woman dressed like a bride, crying her eyes out, mascara all run and everything, saying, <laughs> "It looks like accidentally killing Rebecca did you a favour." <laughs> and I just thought, "This is that's it. I don't need to see any more. 
And also, I don't want to. That is it. I've had it with with soap operas. I've had it with all this all this shit. This young shit. It's nonsense. It's fucking nonsense. What's that? Young young shit. What? What I mean by that is that I don't think that anybody is watching like. Ollie Oaks for me always was a certain audience. Yeah. And you once you got past the age of like having a hangover most weekends, yeah. then you would stop watching it. Yeah, like you'd, you'd move on from Grange Hill to Hollyoaks. Hollyoaks to Grange Hill, then Grange Hill, then, then sorry, to then from Hollyoaks you would move to what? Doctors? <laughs> Possibly. I don't know. Possibly. I mean, all I know is that Doctors has been going on too long. I, 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 I some, when I go to the hospital, quite appropriately, I suppose, uh, I'm there a long time, and uh, so I, I watch whatever's on, and it's usually... Daytime. Escape, escape to the country. Escape to the country. Hair hunters. Hair hunters. And, uh, and doctors. Do- but I've got loads of ideas <laughs> for things. I've got, honestly, the <laughs> amount of ideas that I've got that, that if I just had the time and the money to pursue... I could create something. Right. But Doc says he's still on TV, Rob. I'm absolutely <laughs> astonished. Anyway, I sort of understand where the Ollie Oaks, it's a legacy, <laughs> it built it quite quickly, and it's it was something brand new. It, it, filled, yeah. that, it filled that gap between Neighbours' for squares, or rather it can't do anything outrageous. Yeah. Uh, but, but Ollie Oaks can. Yeah. Because it's, yeah. you know, it's for kids. Yeah. And just it's like that, it's going, it's just taking the piss now. I think most of them are. It's like when they're in Emmerdale. I, I, I don't watch this, but what I can tell you is it's overrun with too many kids. There are not, there's not enough kids in villages like that in England. Right. They're all in that fucking village <laughs> uh, in that show. Right. Next, where, where do you get to? So, yeah, so she, we think she may be in the next actress. Yeah, because of Rubberneck Jackley's poster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, this phone call that she's got suggests why don't you come over to this to my house this Saturday Stay for the weekend, for the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now it turns out from this phone call that they're actually well sorry it turns out later they're school chums yeah but when they're addressing each other they're not meeting each other for the first time or anything like that but there's been a gap since they last saw each other yeah yeah uh, so it's a bit but, of a weird one this do they neither of them have an Friends to get in touch with them. Yeah, they must have been writing to each other. Yeah, I suppose, and just lost a bit of contact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so we don't know what the nature is, but there was certainly some idea music earlier on. Right. Um, the landlord is building a ship. <laughs> um, is that what he was doing? Well, it's not a, a euphemism <laughs> for having a poo or anything like that. But no, he was building a model ship. Right. And whilst he's doing this, he can't hear, but... Uh, the other woman, Emma, 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 Emma yeah. is coming down the stairs with a suitcase and shit. But it's like a really jam-packed suitcase, yeah. as if she's packed everything. Yes, that that was what I what I thought. Mm. So I was a bit surprised later on when she gets off the train. She only seemed she only seemed to have a bag, just one bag, and yeah. then and then another one follows, right? Because right. a man brings it off right. with him. Uh, well, they're happy to see each other at the station, and then they. She she mentions, you know, I just didn't know what to pack. And I also thought that whilst I was here, I might as well stay a bit longer. I can find somewhere in the village to stop. Yeah. Um, Mel drives them to her house, which is absolutely in the middle of nowhere. Well, it is. There's like an aerial shot of it. There's nothing That's right, yeah. It's a mile. Yes, it's a, uh, a 
cottage in the middle of the countryside, which which is almost like that one from the Snowman. Do you remember uh, the Snowman yeah. cartoon? Yeah, yeah. Where for some re- somehow this ca- this uh, family are able to live and get to work on the roads that don't exist on I've always had a problem with the snowman. Maybe that's why he's walking on the air. Could be because he's no still the choice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where we're going, we don't need roads. That's what the man said, isn't it? Well, I think that's from Chitty Chitty. No, no, that's where's that? But back to the future. Right. right. Now then she says when she gets to the cottage, she gets out and then Emma exclaims, It's perfect. Bit odd. Even though you're just staying for the weekend. Yeah. Bit odd. But when um we're uh, next to see them. They're they're inside, and uh, I can't work out whether Nell had asked Emma to stay or whether Emma was inviting herself to stay. It's a bit of both, actually. And also, what I can't understand is there is the question of how much it will cost. Yeah. But so this makes you think. Oh, you're now right. Why don't I? Maybe when something like this. Look, I don't want to go back home just yet. Why don't I just pay? And I'll use your spare room. Right. But, but the flip side to that is that uh, the other woman, Nell, could have gone, look, you don't need to go back just yet. You've got nothing to go home for. Why don't you stay? Because Nell's short of money. Yeah. Which is why the roof's yeah. leaking. And so because of this, there is the question of, if you are staying, why don't you pay me a little bit of rent? Yeah. I'll make sure it's cheaper than your hotel bills. We never find out what this is. Well, we do, but not just right now. She, there's a lot of no, no, no ins, but ultimately they just. She says, "Look, I tell you what, move upstairs, twenty five quid per week." But that's no good for Emma, is it? Emma's Emma's not wanting to pay that. No. So she she does this this sort of this roundabout sort of. Oh no, I can't do this. Uh, yeah, she, oh, she yeah. don't show me. Don't even yeah. show me the room because I can't afford it. No. Um, so you, you you'll be better off sort of hiring it out to somebody else who will definitely pay yeah. this money if if you don't want me. Yeah, she'll, yeah, she yeah if you don't want this, to have, yeah, if you don't want me. Well, now she's now she's because she's doing this reverse psychology thing. That's it. Yeah. 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 Uh, there there is the a doubt of if I get a complete stranger in for twenty five pounds a week. Or do I accept something slightly lower and know who the person is? Yeah. Actually, that is a good offset. Yeah. But can this woman who she's not spoken to in years be trusted? Well, we're going to find out. Anyway, they agree. 18. On 18. It's shifted 25 to 10 to 15 to 18. She's agreed 18. Right. Now then. What she's also saying is, I can can pay this. I'll get some babysitting. And what I'll do, yeah, whilst I'm living here, sort out some babysitting. You see... Isn't that strange? I mean, isn't it young girls who do babysitting? I just think it's an odd first uh, career to choose um, at this stage. Yeah. Whereas, like, maybe... I I would go straight with probably dog walking. Ooh, is she a bit old for that? No, no. Oh, no, you're probably right. I mean, on the feet and stuff. But what about... It's always been kids doing babysitting. Yeah, okay, yeah. Because you would rather have a kid, wouldn't you, than an old woman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know what she could do first. Maybe just help out the florist. Flor- I was thinking florist. So she's helping out at the shop. Yeah. But no, what she says is, well, it's weird, but we'll come back to the babysitting line yeah, yeah. in a moment. Right? Yeah. But um, then, now... Well, the next thing... Flash she, forward in time. We don't know how far. But, but Emma's on the phone to a Mr Brown. Uh, she is. She's organising what she can do and when. 
For babysitting. For babysitting, yeah. Um, and he says... And he, he's obviously the person who would employ her as the babysitter. Yeah. And he's and she sort of wheedles him into saying that uh, he'll uh, bring her back home after. And she'll she'll get find her own way there. Yeah. But So she rings Nell next to ask her. Nell's at work. Nell's at work. We don't ever find out really what she's doing, but if you look in her office, which you couldn't, there's bas- bas- wicker baskets all over the place. I, well, I thought there were wicker baskets. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, no, it can't be. Could be yeah. crab baskets. Do you think she's a fisherman? I don't know what she is, but yeah, she probably has a little shop on the side, an, an online business. Selling baskets. Selling baskets online. No, well, not. What? Not in them days. Not Alta Vista. Not online. Oh, right, okay. Fair they didn't have line in them days. Yeah, they? so you wouldn't have been on or off. Line. No, There'd no line to have been on away. Line, yeah, line near. was a dot. Not even near, yeah. Yeah, so, but what she says is, she asks Nell if Nell will um, take her to the um, babysitting. And Nell says, I've not got time to discuss that now. I've got important basket business to sort of. <laughs> but she's cross about it. Yeah. They really like, lost her temper. I, I can't speak right now. <laughs> now, this leads you to believe that she must have been getting more, increasingly more pissed off yeah. with with her. But we don't see any of that. We just go straight into, oh, she's, she's just got annoyed with her. Yeah, because she could have actually said yes or no in the time it took her to explain that she'd not got time to say yes or no, I thought. Uh, there's a couple of times where this happens where conversations are cut short, you don't actually know what's being asked. Um, yeah, there's I think as much as this as as this story unfolds, there is some fault lying straight with Nell's impatience. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. But I think it does happen a couple more times that. Yeah. Well, she comes home. This is uh Emma. Now, 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 comes out. now after the wicker basket business, um, wicker, wickerbaskets.com, um, she gets in and she sees booze left on the table. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, we should say it's sherry because that's what like old ladies drink in it. It's not like a can of special brewery. No, it's like a, a decanter of sherry. Yeah. Um, and, and she, she goes, oh no. <laughs> like, you remember Margaret from, one foot in the grave, where Victor Meldrew's yeah. Margaret Meldrew, her name would have been. Right. She yeah. goes, "Oh, Victor," <laughs> and it's, that's what she's doing here, basically. Yeah, she's just I, a, see, I thought that uh, Emma must have got pissed. Yeah, me too. And the, and she said, "Oh no, she's at that again." Yes, yeah, so that's thought, exactly what I thought. That would explain why she was so cross earlier as well. But we—that's yeah. not it. Well, she goes into the fridge, and there's, she's parading around the fridge for something, and. Emma has walked. now walked into the room. Yeah. That and there's a bit of a standoff, and she says, "You've eaten my cheese, <laughs> six ounces of cheese." <laughs> I, I don't know what an ounce of cheddar would look like, but, <laughs> uh, let alone six. Yeah, I I'm trying to think how much that how much that is. Well, that's not our only thing. The reason why she's so upset about the booze uh-huh. is because she's not paying the rent. <laughs> with it do, do more of a link on that <laughs> what <laughs> yeah, she leaves she left it out as a sort of like oh right because Emma softens her up <laughs> that's right Emma's thing when she can't pay the rent or is that she she gets the sherry out yeah for Nell now 
it's, it's not much of a gesture, is it, really? No, um, no. Oh, no. It, yeah, it's, it's hardly... It, and also, it's what she drinks that time of day anyway. Yeah. Like, just because somebody's helping you out, you think, oh, thank God that's on the table. Yeah. I probably won't ask for rent then. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, this is... Um, so this is the looks like the shape of things. So from that conversation, we already know that this is some at least some weeks in the future. Yeah. It's got to be more than two because she's already missed a couple. Yeah. Whether she's ever paid rent at this stage, we don't know, or whether it's just she's missed yeah. a bunch. I don't think she's ever paid it. Probably, yeah. yeah. So, well, this... So I put there, my note was, ooh, this is a few weeks in the future. <laughs> right, now then. That Gre- could, you know what that could have been? That could have been the point where there was a commercial break and when we returned, we are naturally some point in the future. You can sort of assume you're in the future. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, I think that might have been it. Anyway. The next thing, Mr. Brown's on the phone. And He's phoning uh, Nell's house. Yeah, Yeah, to see if uh, Nell's going to bring a babysitting. And uh, Nell says, I'm not not bringing it. Pick her up yourself. Now, I would have thought at that point, Mr. Brown would have thought, well, I'm not bothering them. Because Mr. Nell had been so bad to it. it yeah, this is what I was saying earlier to you. And also, um, it, it, instead of hanging up, she could have been cross, but then say, I'll pass her to you now. Yeah, yeah. Right? She doesn't do any of that. She hangs up. And I'm surprised that in the next scene, it looks like the babysitting has been has been sorted. Well, Mr. Brown's turned up. You know, oddly, what I've written here is, surprisingly, he comes to pick her up. So we were both surprised. It must have been a truly surprising event. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Emma's now. It seems Emma's where she's living. It's up a rickety staircase, which I'd not seen in the lo- well. I'd not seen long shots at all. I- I'd not seen that there was a, a rickety upper upper part to that building. You know when we see it. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Well. It's it's quite a nice touch, this, because we, we're given that information, but they don't dwell on it. It's not like when, when I said to you a few weeks ago, I'll put my keys here <laughs> and then walk off. And then the camera, in, in my internal camera, would have looked at those and thought, they will come into play later on. Yeah. It's like what you said when you're driving, say, well... At least we won't die now. Or you know, and it's kind of like, you can't make those things happen. But that's quite a, quite a nice touch. Because that, listeners, is going to come into play later. Right. I mean, I'm not the listener. We no. Might, we might have two by now. Yeah. Or 11. You never know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we, then, we then cut to another time when Emma's obviously not paid for six weeks. Yes. And um, I'm just trying to read what I wrote here. She's she, she, she there's a conversation that goes on in yeah. the room where she says, uh, "Don't worry, I'm sorting it out. I can go down to the bank, the bank, the building society tomorrow." Yeah, but it's too late. That conversation, sorry, what she's saying, her argument doesn't really exist because. Nell's done some digging. Yeah, because what Nell says uh, is, if you and Mr. Brown are going to be drinking sherry, you could at least bring it back. What? So she's getting on pretty well with Mr. Brown, isn't she? She's that's what, up, up, up to her room and drinking sherry. That's what you, you think. So 
Yeah, I mean, that must indicate that at least two glasses out. Yeah. Well, it's not the only thing that she finds, is it? Is, uh, is now No, because she also finds the... Uh, sort of, by happy coincidence... Yeah. That As if it was laying around in plain sight. Yeah, well, apparently next to the sherry yeah. is the uh, account book of Emma, which has got cancelled written across it. Yeah. And Nell's brought this down as evidence, hasn't she? Yeah. She, she produces so, it. She basically says, she, it's, I've written this down um, as if it was a headline in a newspaper, no savings discovery. <laughs> and she thrusts it in her face, and then Emma sort of breaks down a little. Yeah. And says... Um, I've got. I did have an account, <laughs> um, but she's yeah. She wants one more chance. She's saying she's got no money and she's got no one else to turn to. And I felt sorry for her at that point. I think it's a good, it, good, it's, good it's performance. Bit, it's sad to see an old lady crying and stuff, isn't yeah. it? You know. And uh, yeah, I, I, I felt yeah. But she did want one more chance, and it looks like that one more chance has been granted because yeah. the next scene we see is up in a bedroom attic <laughs> thing. Uh, she's smoking and drinking now, um, so she isn't doing anything about a- earning any more money, and she doesn't look she doesn't look very uh, happy with herself at the same time. Yeah. I mean, we are I'm, I'm naturally being quite hard on Emeria, but the, I think when you get to a certain age, there must be a point where you just go, "This is my lot." Yeah, I think that the, the youth and vigor is right. That failed. I get on with something else. But I think at this point, you just go. Yeah. Nothing's happening. Yeah, I think I think it can happen. So being hard on it, however, the problem is honesty. She just should tell people what she's going through. Well, and the further problem, and I don't really know why she does this. The next thing we see is that uh, she's picked Nell's prized daffodils. Yeah, that's right. And this is kind of like the last straw now, yeah. isn't it? Because why has she done that though? Yeah, because she because she made a point of this earlier on. We didn't mention it, but she said, oh. Nell said, "Oh, my daffodils." Yeah, and <laughs> and she says, "You've always liked flowers." Yeah, and the other thing is as well is that at this point, uh, she's um, she's been given a, a one month's notice as well. Yeah, um, and, and Nell has had enough yeah. and said she basically says, "I've written you a letter," and then she says what's in the letter without even getting the letter. Yeah, um, but th- that's it. That's that's your uh, last chance. Yeah. So so that's it. Well, but when she when she sees when she daffodil. sees the daffodils. She actually goes up to her flat, packs her case, yeah. and then starts to move it downstairs. As she's moving it downstairs... It sort of falls out of her hand and, and it, everything slips out. Yeah, it? well, which at which point Emma is walking up the pathway and with, sees that. With Mr Brown, I think. With Mr Brown, yeah. Uh, I did see a, water bo- a hot water bottle come out. Did you, I there was a hot water That's the only thing I paid attention to, actually. Oh, right. So, yeah, hot water bottle. And now, uh, they're both in the kitchen and... Emma has explained that she's been working with Mr. Brown, which, again, is that sex? Sex work? Um, sex work. Uh, and uh, she's uh, saying he knows all about the, the rent act. That's right. Now, on the... Um, he, she says he has a bit of a legal understanding. Yeah. Uh, which, what, what is he then? So he's obviously not a solicitor. I'm not entirely sure. But now this harks back to the conversation she had with her old landlord and... You can imagine that this is this is where it, that, that that information is going to come into play. Yeah, because that's what she got one over on a landlord for. Now she's got something going on here. Yeah, because um, she's saying that uh, about, probably about the notice, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I, it makes me think: Is she like? Is this something that she's done because she's wanting to get free accommodation everywhere? Has she made it her job to yeah, find out about yeah. rules and stuff like that? Because you get people apparently who do that. Don't yeah, you, you can, but she had never investigated this house beforehand. So what she? Anyways, maybe she was hoping that she'll find something in the time she was there. Anyway, then she has a great business idea. <laughs> I know it's it's amazing, isn't it? Well, what is it? what is the great business idea? Yeah, the idea is she's going to move downstairs to live with Nell, and the uh, rickety old flat can be let, and then Nell and Emma can split the proceeds of it. Who suggests this idea? Emma. Yeah, it's got nothing well, it, to do with it's it. Not, it's not her house or anything. I mean, we find out later that Nell doesn't actually have a mortgage on the property. She owns the house outright. Yeah. And yet this is a woman who's saying, let the flat out, I'll live for free, and then whatever anybody pays... We'll split. Split. It's insane. I mean, anyway... By this point, um, Emma's... Noticed the um, rickety uh, sta- stairs because she's been coming down in the rain and uh, slipped. Yeah, Mr. Brown's there, and I think in some quite poor acting. Uh, he, he he shakes it a bit, and yeah. off comes a clump of wood. Yeah. Now it's also uh, not gonna noticed by Nell, who when she comes out and she sees how rickety this wood is. That she shakes it. She has first of all, she has idea music. Yes, she does, doesn't she? Right. Because I think I, I well, I sort of connected this to the daffodils, even though it's a couple of scenes later, but she's she's just lost it now and she wants she it's by any means necessary now. Yeah, because um Emma's told her that she can't get her out. No. Because she knows the housing act. Yeah, that's it, yeah. So she's stuck with her forever. Yeah. And Nell just can't take it, can she? So she's so got she... to find some sort of way. She resorts to this. She, she, she as I say, she's got idea music, so yeah. we know something's going to happen, right? She shakes the stair, the, the wooden staircase. And, and a bit drops off. Doesn't and it? A, a supporting strut, right. we call it that, falls away. Right. And then she goes back into the house. And it, she gets a broomstick. And, hit, and starts hitting the roof. Yeah. She? Bangs the ceiling to alert Emma. Yeah. Emma... And Nell both come to their front doors respectively and say, and, and Nell says, there's a phone call for you, you better come quick because it's long distance yeah. and then runs back into the house. Yeah. Next thing, uh, a stunt woman in a wig <laughs> falls through <laughs> the uh, the rickety staircase thing. So good, we see it twice. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's, it was a repeat for some reason. Yeah, later, later on, on isn't yeah. they? Yeah. Um, you know, I'm just thinking about Banging on the ceiling with with the uh, with the broom, my my uh, mum uh, used to have an arrangement with uh, the neighbour. Yeah. That if anything went wrong and she became incapacitated, she would bang on the wall, and like the neighbour had a reciprocal agreement with her. Like code. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it wasn't when she was old. This this is when I was young. It was when I was like in the thirties. Because of stuff like this. This program, probably. Yeah. But, uh, but also, you don't have that now, do you? No, if she was incapacitated. Yeah, you'd have to hope that she was incapacitated near, near right the wall. Right broomstick <laughs> and the wall. Yeah. And the other person wasn't incapacitated at exactly the same time. Oh, they could both be banging. Both couldn't. be knocking and cancelling each other's <laughs> knock out so they wouldn't hear it. <laughs> Bloody hell. Right. Okay. Anyway, now then, 
So it's it's wrong. What's happened is cut to hospital next. Yeah, yeah, and uh, she. Uh, well, you, 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 first of all, we hear a conversation at this kind of, kind of the, the nurse's desk. Yeah. Uh, Something out in the open, as if it wasn't a problem if anybody else heard this. She probably won't ever work work again. Is what the doctor said. Yeah, yeah, wheelchair maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and Mister yeah, Brown comes to visit. That's right. Oh, I, I thought, thought, I thought that was it was Mr. Brown. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think it is. So he, it, there is a suspicion here that he might be now acting on her behalf. Yeah. So maybe he was a solicitor after all, or at least knows the right people to get in touch with. The uh, have you been injured in the workplace? Um, those adverts really bug me when they sort of like make you feel guilty that you haven't had an injury in the workplace and. If you did at one point get like twanged by an elastic band that you should do something about it. Yeah. It's wrong, isn't it? It's terrible. Start looking for blame everywhere you go. Yeah. Oh, just, yeah. Just face face up to it. Well, I, I on that sort of uh, note, really, I saw an advert the other day for um, We Buy Your Car. Anycar.com. Yeah. With that cunt. No. no. George Corbin. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even talk oh, about God. that. And... Uh, no, but what James Corden? Sorry, not George Corbin. I imagine George Corbin is a wonderful man, but not that bastard. <laughs> right, go on. Sorry, but webuyanycar.com. Yeah. So, yeah. And and it was saying, um, oh you're, well, if you uh, if you sell your car, if you sell, you might get more, uh, but you can save time <laughs> this way. So if you care about your time. <laughs> So like, if you don't if you don't use them, you don't care about your time. <laughs> You're a money grabber who doesn't care about time. That's what they're saying. That's their angle. Yeah. Their, well, talking about angles, I thought. I mean, this advert will have been out a while since when I talk about it now. But there is a an advert for Aldi supermarkets, yeah. which has a picture of a pear laying on its side. Perched on top of the pear is a lemon, right? And that's all it is. That's what it says. And then what it says in the words is. Whoa, we're halfway there. Whoa, lemon on a pear. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? It's absolutely wonderful. Anyway, right. So, yeah, well, uh, what, where would you get for? Oh, yeah, so he's one of them ambulance chasers, I guess. Yeah. And, um, well, the next thing back is, home, we're at Nell's house now. And Nell's getting a phone call from the hospital. And uh, apparently, Emma's been saying that she's her only living relative. And she wants her to visit. So she no. has a bit of a problem with the fact that she says only relative. What do you mean? She goes, well, she's you're the only one she's asking for. Yeah. So Nell obviously doesn't want to go and see her because she's feeling guilty and because Emma's not a very nice person. Yes, but, but she, she does. She's going to have to. She? She, she takes some flowers, not daffodils, because they're all cut to shit. <laughs> but uh, she takes some other flowers uh, and um, she says, she, she sits down, well, first of all, Emma's in a state, she's got a leg up in like traction, yeah. arm up. Yeah. I don't quite, when you look at the stunt woman fall, her arm doesn't seem to get affected, but you never know with old women, do you? Um, <laughs> and well, we discover there, she says, Well, all these bills, it's going to cost quite a bit. Mm. Nell sits down, what do you mean, bills? This yes. is NHS, NHS isn't it? Yeah. No, it was, but uh, Mr. Brown suggests I go into private healthcare because it's, I should only have really the best. Yeah. Right, just 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 a point here. Right, <laughs> <laughs> if you 
are they the victim of a tort? Such <laughs> a tort? A tort, yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's a legal term. Oh, okay. Right? And say you suffer personal injury, mm. right? Then you have a duty to mitigate your loss. That's right, yes. So you do, do, yeah, I remember, because I've been in one of those things, uh, car crashes. Oh, okay. and they, But yeah, they, they asked me to fill down on a form what uh, what what has been affected with this real clear stipulation as, of mitigation is we're not paying for shit just for the sake of it. Yeah. What yeah. what is it you absolutely have lost and can't do with your yeah, use again? That's yeah, what you've got to do. Yeah. You've got to mitigate your loss. So either Mr. Brown doesn't know that, in which case he's not a very good ambulance chaser, <laughs> or the writers don't. <laughs> they probably. They, yeah. That's probably that's it. Because uh, yeah. I've... I think Mr. Brown might be a fictional character. <laughs> it's uh, probably not so his fault. So it's probably not his fault. He's yeah. probably just reading the lines just that guy. Is script writing. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. right. Well, yeah. Well, it uh, turns out that Mr. Brown, what he is, fictional or not, <laughs> is quite the expert on third-party insurance. Oh, yeah. So he recognises that this was this was a fault at somebody else's hands. Yeah. Fault for ignorance. But it turns out, so so she's saying, I'll claim on your insurance, Ember. Yeah. But it turns out Nell's not got any insurance. Oh, what's she going to do? Um, well, she's got her own house, so she can sell that. She's got a business, so she can sell that. Yeah. Uh, so it's Emma's obvious. Go, Emma's going to sue her, she says. Yeah. Or, you look after me for the rest of my life. Yeah. So it's one or the other. Yeah. Um, and what she's saying is, I've. she says, you can't do this. You, this is... This isn't the way it is because I can do it because you knew the stairs were shite and it was and your problem. And in fact, you might have even made them worse. Yes, you just I have this feeling, yeah. uh, this weird feeling that you that's probably what was going through your head. Yeah, so so the implication there is that she'll dob her into the cops as well. So she's doing the same as she did to landlord. It's a much worse scenario. But actually, this is Emma's dream come true. Yeah. She doesn't need to do a thing now. Well, that's I it. felt really sorry for Nell then. It twists, doesn't it? It's yeah. like, first of all, you're thinking, you've probably done this to yourself, but now, well, actually, as you're in this situation... It's just I, awful. I don't want you to be in It's like a bad dream. Yeah. Um, and so the, yeah, the thing is, cough up or face the consequences, really. That's bosom friends. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, what, one of the things that uh, made me wonder if they were actors or I was, admit, or, or I was imagining it, was it's a little bit similar to uh, the Bette Davis and Joan Crawford uh, film, but Baby Jane. Baby Jane, what happened to me? When she's, uh, they go down the stairs sort of thing. Yeah. Well, interestingly, there was a, round about uh, Christmas time, there was a, like a like the three or four part drama based on that relationship. Crawford, yeah. Joan Crawford. Joan Crawford, yeah. Bette yeah. Davis, yeah, it was told, actually it was told brilliantly. But, um, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're probably right that this is that sort of thing. Yeah. You know, you say three or four part dramas. It's really, really bugging me now that everything that is on the telly is, is like, just lasting forever. Uh, yeah, we were mentioning off-air Inspector Morse earlier. Yeah. Now, Inspector Morse, one, one and a half, two hours maybe. Yeah. I think about two hours with commercials. But uh, that was it. Once you'd seen one. Onto Nexton or wait or whatever it was, yeah. but now you do feel like even if I get to the end of this seven-part series, th- that I won't get series. the answer. I yeah. won't get the answer. There'll be another one to come. So yeah. why bother? Why bother? Yeah. Uh, why start? Yeah, 
that, that's yeah. right. Um, th- there are some. You, you need, I think, the, the key is, or the trick, is to go to, say, Netflix or even Sky and see a box set that have stopped making box sets. You can pretty much guarantee that that's, that series is now finished. Yeah. And so you're all right just to go in and start. <laughs> um, but or, or other ones, which is like Scream which and Black Mirror, which even though the episodes are part of a series, they're self-contained. You self-contained. Yeah. Scream, you know that the answer is going to be at the end of that series, but a new series will will start with a new plot line. Yeah, so no, that's, that's all right. I can that's cope great. With that. Yeah, but not yeah. just carrying on forever. It's it's yeah. We just want we just want rid. Come on, entertain us. Don't don't drain us. <gasps> There you that go. was good, wasn't hey? it? Yeah. Oh, man. That, that can be our slogan. We Entertainers, don't drain us. Did you have that on a, on a yeah. placard or, or a shirt? Yeah, along with the feminists and uh, the kind of like stop uh, slavery and stuff. Yeah. We'd have entertainers, don't drain us. Yeah. Not, um, not in any way that we're saying it's as no, bad as slavery. It can't be up there. I mean, it's in top eight. Top eight, maybe. But no, here we go. Right, let's get t shirts, mate. All right. <laughs> it's Toto. Entertainers don't drain us. <laughs> Pin that because by fuckery I'm going to print those. <laughs> right, okay. Well, we're at the end of our episode today. We are. Uh, I got mixed feelings on this one, as I say. I, but thinking about it, it, it did. My sympathies did switch from one to the other, which is which is good. It's, it's good if they can do that. That's, you know, so. And. I was left feeling really, really sorry for for the yeah. wrong person and the yeah. right person. So, so we've, we've yeah, sort of the journey happens. I did forget we were watching a Tales of Unexpected. I was drawn into the story. Right. It just wasn't my favourite of yeah. the stories. That's no, it wasn't. That's right. It, it was, was well twi- done. Yeah, it was well done. Just wasn't my favourite. Yeah. Like I'm pleased we've done it now because we don't need to watch it again. Yeah. And I, and when we started watching it, and I didn't know this was the episode, I did know what was going to happen. Because uh, I, I remembered what I, what from the first time or whatever. So, but I, I was thinking it's this does get a bit drollsome. Drollsome, yeah. Yeah. Um, and by seven minutes in, I was thinking, I can't believe we've got fourteen minutes to go or whatever it was. Twenty-three, twenty-two minutes. Yeah. So anyway, we're we're uh, with that. Yeah. So anyway, right? Okay. Well, what's happening next time? Well, uh, next time it's episode. Four. 15, I think, of season four. Yeah, and uh, oh, this one's by Ruth Rendell. <gasps> Great stuff. That was Wexford, wasn't it? She wrote the Wexford Mysteries. So. And it's called A Glowing Future, and it's about Betsy and Jack, who are long-term lovers, who live together. But Jack has fallen in love with another woman in Australia and plans to marry her. Betsy becomes enraged. Oh, right, I thought you were going to go on. You just wanted to keep it, I'm, I'm keep cliff, some of it I'm back. Cliffhanging, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. She just becomes enraged, yeah. like they all do yeah. in the tales of the unexpected. Hashtag oh, entertainers don't drain us. Bye bye now. Bye.